in Psalm 100, what we just what we just read, what we just saw on screen. Psalm 100 this one. So if you got your Bible, want to go ahead and turn to Psalm 100 with me. That would be awesome. A um, couple other announcements, real quick, while you are turning uh, your your Bibles into Psalm 100, I want to remind you of ways that you can give here at New City Church of God. You can give via the uh, the church app. You can give online by just going to our website, uh, newcitycog.com, newcitycog.com. Tap the giving tab there. You can give. Of course, we, we just encourage you and remind you to, to, to be faithful in your giving. God is faithful in, in his faithfulness to us and his generosity to us. So we want to continue to be faithful in that with through the Lord. So you can give via the app. You can give via the website. You can also drop your, uh, your uh, check or, or cash offering into the bucket on your way out this morning. There'll be an usher back there or with a bucket to be able to, to assist you with that this morning. Also, this morning, 15 minutes following the service, 15 minutes following the close of service, we will have a, a meeting, a, a business meeting in here uh, to, uh, to elect who will serve on our church and pastor's council. And so that will be 15 minutes immediately following our service in here. It will give you time to go check your kids out and uh, and uh, and bring them in here. We want everybody in here, and uh, we don't want anybody uh, watching uh, nursery or anything like that. We want we want everybody in here so everyone's able to uh, participate. And uh, so, uh, 15 minutes following that gives you time to check out your kids. You know, turn in your sticker, turn in the little sticker you got when you checked your kid in, and uh, and then when you give them your sticker, they'll give you your kid. And that's uh, really it's really neat how that works. Um, so if you don't have a sticker, you don't get your kids. Some of you are like, oh man, I actually threw that thing away. So, um, right? Not me. Um, my kids are too old now. I don't get stickers for them. I have to just give them lots of money. So, yeah, no, right? I don't know what that means. Cause my daughter's flashing gang signs at me. I have no idea. So. So, Psalm 100 this morning, we're going to get into that. But So, offering and then the meeting immediately following the service. Let's do this. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We ask God that as we get into your word, your word would get into us. That we would bear much fruit. Fruit of righteousness, fruit of repentance, fruit of good works, and fruit of the spirit. God, that as we get into your word, your word would accomplish everything you intend your word to accomplish in us today. And we will give you glory and honor and praise. And the church said, amen. Amen. We're beginning a, a, a little mini series this morning called Psalms of Thanksgiving. Psalms of Thanksgiving. So we're going to look at a couple Psalms over the next couple weeks. We're going to look at, uh, at one this week, and we're going to look at a Psalm of Thanksgiving next week. This morning, we are in Psalm 100. And so you've had a chance to, uh, to turn there. And uh, we're going to start by walking through Psalm 100 together. So, Psalm 100, we, we saw it on screen, you've got it in front of you. It is a psalm of thanksgiving. It says, it says, let the whole earth shout triumphantly to the Lord. 
I'm reading from the uh, Christian Standard Bible. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Acknowledge that the Lord is good. He made us. We are his, his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name for the Lord is good and his faithful love endures forever. His faithfulness through all generations. So we are entering this Thanksgiving season. Of course, we have Friendsgiving this afternoon. It's a season of turkey and dressing and, and pumpkin pie and football and family and, and traditions. And, and everyone has family traditions. When my, when my dad was alive, one of the best traditions that we had was eating turkey, putting on the Detroit Lions football game, falling asleep until the Cowboys game came on, and then we turned it up really loud and threw stuff at the TV. Right? That's, that's the way it worked in my house. Because the Cowboys were, were pretty bad for a long time. But then they got good, and then they got bad again. We can all blame Jerry Jones on that, but we're not going there this morning. I miss that tradition, though. I miss, I miss that with, with my dad, you know, being able to, to watch the football game and, and enjoy that time. But we have other traditions when, when we get together. My grandfather, uh, he, he'll lead us around the table and, and we'll all say something that we're thankful for. And um, I love that tradition. And, and, you know, when you got your food on your table and everybody's giving something that they're thankful for, sometimes you, you, you're, you're, you're like, I wish we were doing this later because I'm ready to eat. But it's when you're, when you're always, if, if we didn't do that, I would, be, I, would be, I would feel like something was missing. There needs to be that time of, of thanksgiving, that time of thankfulness. And so we would gather around and we would all share something that we're thankful for. And it was, it's just, it's encouraging, it's, 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 it's life-giving, and, um, and it just allows there to be a greater even sense of a love in that room on that Thanksgiving day. At, Hamlet, at Heather's house, her, her family's house, one tradition is a game called Fox and the Hound. I, I think they made the name up to make it sound more fun. It's basically just hide-and-seek in the dark. But they call it Fox with a Hound, and it's Fox with a Hound. There ain't nothing, right? And so they do that game, and they play, they play uh, hide-and-seek in the dark. And, 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 of course, there's other traditions of, of food and family. And, and I'm sure you have traditions. Traditions are great, and they, they pass down values. They pass down commitments. The best tradition that we can pass down is the faith that we have been given through Christ Jesus, the faith of our fathers. But another thing that we can pass down this Thanksgiving is just a, an attitude of thankfulness. It's an attitude of thanksgiving. What are we thankful for? To whom are we thankful? Obviously, when we are offering thanksgiving, we are offering thanksgiving to someone else. The blessings that we don't have, that, that we have, don't come from our hands only. They come from they come from God. They are gifts from the hand of God. So, so this morning and, and next week, we're going to look at some psalms of thanksgiving. And we're going to be reminded this morning of where, of where these blessings that we have come from. So Psalm 100, we, we, that's where we're at. We, we've been reading it through this morning. We've seen it on the screen. We've read through it. This is a psalm of thanksgiving. The whole song 
is a psalm of thanksgiving and praise to God. It's a song of recognition. It's a song calling us to give thanks to the king of the earth. So we're going to dig in this morning. It starts with this, let the whole earth shout. Let the whole earth shout triumphantly. This is an invitation, church. This is an invitation to participate in the celebration of a victor. When we shout triumphantly, we are declaring that Jesus is triumphant, that Jesus is the victor, that Jesus is the conqueror, that Jesus is triumphant over sin and hell and death and the devil and disease and sorrow and your, your past failures and your past hurts. And, and he, is, he, is, he is triumphant over, over anything that would exalt itself even against him. He is triumphant over it. He's triumphant over the sin that keeps nagging at you. He is triumphant over that temptation. He is triumphant over that lie that Satan keeps whispering in your ears. The king is triumphant. And this is an invitation for all to come and participate in that victory. Just let the whole earth shout. Let the whole earth shout. Did you hear that? This was a call. This was a call. This is, a, this is, this is amazing to me. And, and, and this is a call for the whole earth, for even Israel's enemies to become family. This is a call even for the, the enemies of God to come in and receive the blessings of God. This is a call for whosoever will to let him come and shout in triumph. All are invited. I love this. All are invited to this victory parade. Anybody, any Braves fans? Any Braves fans in this house? Just me? I'm the only guy that, that pulls for the Braves? Braves fans? I'm not a big baseball guy, but, but my, my team is the Braves. Like, so I'm going to pull for the Braves. Well, you guys know that the Braves won the World Series. All right, so so we're going any of that this morning, right? We all know the Braves won the World Series, and, and and after they won the World Series, they had this big parade and this big celebration. They invited all kinds of people to that celebration. It was a ticketed event, though, to get into the stadium. But all kinds of people were welcome to come. All kinds of people were invited. But only the Braves got the trophy. Only the Braves got the trophy. Only the Braves got the rings. The goodness of God, the goodness of God is that in Jesus, listen, in Jesus all are made alive and all are welcome to the victory party. 
All are welcome to the victory party and all are able to receive the blessings that come from the victory that is ours in Jesus. So we're not just like the Braves and the fans of the Braves. They got to watch and see the celebration. They were holding up the trophy. But because of Christ, not only are we invited to the party, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We get to share in the victory of Christ in our own lives. We get to be co-laborers and and co-celebrators with Jesus. The whole earth shouts triumphantly to the Lord because the Lord has made us. Remember the old song, victory is mine. There is victory in Jesus. There is victory in Jesus. Victory in Jesus, my Savior. Right? Y'all remember that one? He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew. Right? Y'all remember that one? Victory in Jesus. There is victory. There is a triumphant shout. For the people of God, because his victory is our victory. So we can shout, we can sing, we can be part of this triumphant celebration. All are invited. All are invited, not just to the celebration, but to be victors through Christ Jesus. Then, then, the psalmist says, now he says in verse 2, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. We get to serve and sing. We get to serve and sing. Not only are we victory, victorious in Christ, but now that we are victorious in Christ, because of the victory of Christ, we serve and we sing from a place of victory. It is possible to serve the Lord with gladness because the chains that bound you have been removed. You don't have to serve the Lord with heaviness. And if you're serving the Lord with heaviness, it's because you forgot about the victory that has already been given to you. You don't have to serve the Lord with heaviness. And if you're serving the Lord with heaviness, it's because you forgot who you are serving and why you are serving. Serve with gladness. Because you serve a triumphant God. If you serve in this church in in any capacity, you're not just serving in this church, and you're not just serving in an area of ministry, and you're not just serving the pastor or serving the leader. You're serving the Lord. And so you serve with gladness. Not because every decision makes you happy, but because Jesus is victorious and you're serving unto him you're serving a triumphant god yes there are hard days yes there are days where serving feels like a battle it's true there are even days where sometimes it feels like serving is pointless But let me remind you, church, you are not serving from a place of defeat. And you need to remind yourself this morning 
that you're serving from a place of victory. And when you are serving from a place of victory, you can serve with gladness. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The greatest way to remind your, to, to revive your joy is to remind your spirit that you have been redeemed and restored. See, we, what happens is that we forget who we're serving. I'm just as guilty as anybody else, right? You forget who you're serving. You think you're serving for somebody. You think you're serving for this or serving that person. Or, but when you remind yourself who you are serving and that that victory has been given to you and it has made you restored and it has made you new and it has made you his, you can begin again to serve with joy because you're not serving as unto men, you're serving as unto God. So serve and, and sing. Sing those songs of joy. Sing those songs that are reminders of, of the goodness of God. Sing songs of joy. Shout songs of joy. Don't even worry about the person beside you or how they're thinking about how you're singing or how you sound or how you shout. You, when you need to get your joy back, sometimes you just got to get ugly. You got to cry. You got to weep. You got to shout. You got to dance. You got to jump. You got to run to the altar. Don't worry about what it takes for you to receive that, that, river, that, that, that resurrected joy, that revived joy in your life. I think there's some folks in here that need to get their song back, need to get their joy back. There's some folks that I don't believe are going to get their serve back until they get their song back. You got to sing, you got to shout, you got to be reminded of your joy. Gladness and joy is coming. You may have to get uncomfortable, but gladness and joy are worth fighting for. You're already a victor in him. Gladness and joy are spoils for the triumphant king. So go ahead and sing. Go ahead and serve. Sorrow may last for a night, but joy comes in the what? In the morning. If there's sin involved, weep, repent, mourn, and then joy will have a place to dwell. Listen, make room for joy. Make room for joy. Make room for gladness. Sing, serve, shout, dance. Make room for joy. Sometimes we're so, so frustrated or so, so angry or so bitter or so hurt or so broken that it fills everything up and that we don't feel like there's any room for joy. Sometimes you have to push those things out. Let go of some things. Let go of some hurts or some attitudes, some bitterness, some unforgiveness, so that joy can come back in. Let that joy replace that bitterness. Let it replace that hurt. Sing, shout, dance, serve. There is a joy and a gladness to the people of God. Verse 3, Psalm 100 says this, 
Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. His people, the sheep of his pasture. What does this tell us? It's telling us this morning that, that we belong. We belong. We can be thankful because we belong. He made us. We're his. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's Romans 10, 9. Acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is God become flesh. Jesus is the promised Lord and King. And when you confess and believe, you belong to God in a covenantal way. See, we are all God's creation. Whether you're in covenant with God or not in covenant with God, you are part of God's creation. He has created you. Nothing doesn't belong to God in that sense. But we belong to God in a covenantal sense. We are adopted by God. Sons and daughters of God. We aren't property. We're family. By the Spirit, we cry out, Abba, Father. He made us. We are His people. The sheep of His pasture. He guides, He provides, He defends, He cares, He saves, He watches, He delivers, He fights, He heals, He bandages, He rescues, He knows us. We are His, and He will not lose His sheep. And when you confess and believe, when you join His sheepfold, when you join His pasture, you belong. You can be thankful because you belong to God as a child of God. Not just as property, but as family. And here in this body, we belong. We are a family. The people of God, brothers and sisters. I kind of miss the days when we called each other brother and sister, right? See Brother Freddie right over there, right? Sister Nicole. Family. Family. We are united as family because we are sons and daughters of God. We are part of the covenantal family of God. So if you belong, here's what, here's what the psalmist says. Come on in. Come on in. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Since we belong, we can come on in. The writer here, when he's writing this, has the temple in mind. He has the, the temple in view. So he's saying that since we belong, we're welcome to come to the temple where the presence and the people of God are. And since we are welcome, we should be thankful and we should be praising. But, but do you notice how far the people in, in this passage are allowed to go? They're only allowed to go past the gates and into the courtyard. There was still a barrier to how far they could go. 
They were welcome to come. They were welcome to be at the temple. They were welcome to be part of the family of God, but there was still a barrier. But listen, Jesus has torn down that barrier. Jesus tore the veil. Jesus has made it possible. See, there was a barrier that, that kept him in the courtyard and kept him out of the most holy place where the sacrifice was made, where the Ark of the Covenant was made. And the but because of Jesus, it's possible for us now to approach this throne of grace, this, this covenantal place with confidence. See, so before the high priest could only go into the most holy place and offer sacrifice for the people. But Jesus is a great high priest. Jesus is a great high priest who once for all made atonement. He covered our sin and, 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 and dealt with our sin by his death on the cross. Jesus tore the veil of the temple, allowing whosoever will to come in. It was a symbol showing that, that there is no more barrier. You are no longer kept out. My blood is enough. My covenantal sacrifice is enough. You are welcome in to the Holy of Holies. You are welcome to now cry out, Abba, Father. Jesus even said that his body was a temple that would be destroyed, but in three days would be raised to life. Jesus is this temple, and he invites us all to come into him. Jesus says that he is the door. He is the very door to the, to the presence of God. We have to pass through Christ, and Jesus has made it possible for us to come on in to the very presence throne of grace to the very kingdom of God and his Christ so we can come in with praise we can come in with thanksgiving the sacrifice has been made the lamb of God has been slain the lamb has become the lion the lion has triumphed over the grave. The lion is the, the tribe of Judah, and Judah means praise. So the lion of a tribe called praise leads a triumphant procession of praise into the kingdom of God and his Christ. So we should go ahead, church. We should go ahead and live out this procession of praise. We should go ahead and take our place in this triumphant thanksgiving. We should go ahead and gather with the people of God in the presence of God for the glory of God. Every Sunday, this entering with praise and thanksgiving happens every Sunday. When we gather as God's people in praise and thanksgiving, we are a sign to the whole world that triumph is our reality in Jesus Christ. When we gather as God's people on Sunday, we aren't merely adding to our already busy calendar. We are proclaiming to the world a risen and soon coming Christ Jesus. When we gather as God's people, when we come on in, 
We are a light shining in darkness. We are a city on a hill. We are a lamp in a house. When we gather as God's people, we are telling every principality and power in hell and every king and ruler on earth that Jesus is Lord, Jesus is victor, Jesus is king, Jesus is conqueror. When we gather as God's people, full of thanksgiving and praise, singing and serving with joy, Satan trembles and the earth rejoices and the redemption of God is drawing nigh. So let's gather as God's people. Let's come on in with hearts of thanksgiving and praise and shouts of joy and gladness. Why? Well, God is good and faithful. God is good and faithful. Verse 5 of Psalm 100, For the Lord is good, and his faithful love endures forever, his faithfulness through all generations. This triumphant, conquering king is good. You guys know or are familiar with, with the Chronicles of Narnia and C.S. Lewis, the, the lion, the witch in the wardrobe, and the, the, the lion, Aslan, and what what C.S. Lewis writes about the lion is he's not safe, but he is good. He's not safe, but he's good. Following the lion, following Jesus, sometimes is hard and difficult and dangerous. And we have a real problem when we confuse good and safe. When we think that because God is good, that things won't be difficult or hard or dangerous, we have misread the Scriptures. Following this lion is not safe, but it is good because he is good, and every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of light in whom there is no shadow of turning. The Heavenly Father knows how to give good gifts to His children. And remember, we're children now. We're not property. We're children. He gives good gifts. God is good, and God is faithful. He doesn't turn His back on His people. He doesn't run away from His people. He doesn't abandon his people. He doesn't forget his people. He keeps his word. He keeps his promise. He keeps his people through all generations forever. God is good and faithful. That's the God to whom I belong. Even in valleys, God is good and faithful. Even in darkness, God is good and faithful. Even in death, God is good and faithful. Even in sickness, God is good and faithful. Even in sorrow, God is good and faithful. Even in my unfaithfulness, God is good and faithful. In every season of need and, of, and seasons of abundance, God is good and faithful. No matter what you are facing this morning or facing this week, God is good and faithful. He will keep his people and he will keep his word. Good and faithful. Good and faithful. Good and faithful. Our God is good. 
this morning. This morning, we read Psalm 100 again together. I don't know what translation you're reading out of this morning. But I'm reading from the CSB this morning, so I don't care what translation you're reading from this morning. I mean, there are, pro, there, there are better translations and worse translations. So when I say it does, I don't care. I care. But this morning, I'm glad you got your Bible and you're reading it, right? Let's read this together. When I say I don't care, whatever you're reading from this morning, let's read it out together. Psalm 100. Let's all read aloud. Psalm 100. Here we go. Let the whole earth shout triumphantly to the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Acknowledge that the Lord is good. He made us. We are his. The people of the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his faithful love endures forever. His faithfulness through all generations. Through all generations. That's the God we serve. So whatever you're facing this morning, whatever you're, you're battling this morning, whether you're battling sickness or disease or sin and the devil, this morning hear me. God is good and God is faithful. And we can be a people of thanksgiving because of the goodness and faithfulness of God. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for your word this morning. Lord, I pray right now in this, in this house, if there's anyone this morning who has been going through a season of, of hardship or a season of, of we're talking about thankfulness this morning, a season of unthankfulness even, a season of ungratefulness. I pray right now in this moment that they would be reminded again of your goodness and your faithfulness. And if there's anyone this, in this room this morning that needs prayer, I want them to know that this space is open for them. This is a place, God, that we believe you meet us, the goodness and the faithfulness of God meets us here because of Jesus. So God, right now I want to lift up folks in this room that are struggling. I want your I, I just I want to ask Lord that your spirit would just strengthen them and encourage them now. That your spirit, Jesus, would remind them of your faithfulness of your goodness. How many of you with your heads bowed, your eyes closed, just because we're, we're not wanting to embarrass anyone, and, and we also want, this is just a, a moment of, of, of privacy between you and your pastor and the Lord. And you would say, I've been going through some stuff and I just I need you to pray for me this week pastor I need the goodness and the faithfulness of God to to be my focus this week because I've been focused on a lot of other stuff 
need you, Pastor, to pray for the goodness and the mercy and the faithfulness of God just to follow me this week. If that's you, your head's bowed, eyes closed. Would you just lift your hand up? I want to pray for you this week. Amen. 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 Hands across this room. Lord, right now, I pray for these that have lifted their hands. And, and I pray, Lord, that you would just... Your word would accomplish what you intended it to accomplish today. I pray now, God, that your word that has been spoken in this house this morning, that it would, it would bring life to the hearer. It would bring life to the hearer this morning. What they're, what they're going through, what has been demanding their attention. And I pray right now, Lord, that the Spirit of God will come and comfort and strengthen and remind us and refresh us and renew us again by the goodness and the faithfulness of God. No matter what we've done, no matter what we've been through, no matter what we have faced, God is faithful. God is faithful. And we can sing to Thanksgiving in this moment. Oh, Christ be magnified. Let his praise arise. Christ be I'll stand strong and worship you, and if it puts me in the fire, I'll rejoice because you're there too. I won't be formed by feelings, I'll hold fast to what is true, and if the cross brings transformation, then I'll be crucified with you, because death is just a doorway into and if I join you in your sufferings, then I'll join you in your rise. And when you return in glory with all the angels and the saints, my heart will still be singing and my song will be the same. Oh, Christ be I pray, God, that you would pour out your spirit, remind us, God, again, 
because of your goodness and your faithfulness. And be with us this week. Be with us this week. In Jesus' name. Amen.